Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today's the third day of January. It is day three, and I'm so glad that you are here. It is my joy and my honor and my sheer privilege to be reading the Word of God for us. We do that individually, we do it collectively, and whether you know or not, we do that in community. What a beautiful community it is. We are going to jump into the Word real quick like here as we continue in Genesis. But before we do, every day I'm trying to give you another little tip or pointer so that you're not completely overwhelmed and inundated with information and tips and then you just you get lost and when we get overwhelmed and it gets too hard we just shut down and we walk away and I don't want that to happen some of you just got here we want you to to stay and the intention is to be helpful and not hurtful (laughs) so let's talk about getting behind it's probably going to happen at some point in this journey. We set really big goals. We have a lot of excitement. We have a lot of good intentions at the beginning of brand new journeys. And, you know, this is the day I'm going to start. I'm going to stay with this. And we try to do it perfectly instead of embracing the process. And there is something to be said about consistency. But perfection is nearly impossible. So if you get behind on your reading, things happen, vacations take place, you fall out of regular routine, whatever the circumstances is, you get far behind, you get overwhelmed, and you go back and you try to play catch up. What we highly recommend is to start with the day that it is currently, and then go back and try to catch up. And the reason being is, If you go back at the day that you left off and you try to play catch up and then you get further behind, such a wide gap can take place that you truly just get overwhelmed and then you fall off altogether. You have a much more likely chance of staying with it if you start with that day and then when and if you have time to go back, you can certainly do so. So, super helpful tip, if you get really behind, start with that day that you come back, that present day, and then try to catch up. I know some of you are just super awesome, and you're like, I was two months behind, and I caught up. I listened six days, nonstop, 24 hours a day. Okay, slight exaggeration, but you get the point. And... There's also grace for yourself in this process. You may do it imperfectly, and that's okay. Leave room for error. You're going to need it. We're all going to need it. But for today, let's jump into Scripture. Today we're reading Genesis chapters 8 through 11, and this week we will be reading the New Living Translation, Genesis chapter 8. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. 
He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing, and the torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. All the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. I have given them to you for food, just as I have given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the lifeblood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants and all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. 
Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and all the living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Medei, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Repath, and Togarma. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Katim, and Rodanum. Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Seba, Avila, Septa, Rayama, and Sabdika. The descendants of Rayama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, This man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kelneh. From there he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ir, Kela, and Rezin, 
the great city located between Nineveh and Kela. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Lehabites, Naphtahites, Pathrusites, Kasulites, and the Kaphtorites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvidites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north to Gerar and Gaza in the south and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the other brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Asur, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Elmadad, Sheleph, Hazar Maveth, Jera, Hadaram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abamiel, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobeb. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Misha all the way to Safar and the eastern mountains. They were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the Great Flood. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. This is why the city was called Babel, because this is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, when Shem was a hundred years old, he became the father of Arphaxad, 
After the birth of Arphaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Arphaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Eber. After the birth of Eber, Shelah lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. After the birth of Peleg, Eber lived another 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, he became the father of Reu. After the birth of Reu, Peleg lived another 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Reu was 32 years old, he became the father of Serug. After the birth of Serug, Reu lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Serug was 30 years old, he became the father of Nahor. After the birth of Nahor, Serug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, he became the father of Terah. After the birth of Terah, Nahor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Terah was 70 years old, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father, Terah, was still living. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister, Iscah, were daughters of Nahor's brother, Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Terah took his son Abraham, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abraham's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. Okay, let's let's do a little bit of review. Back to yesterday. Did God really regret that he made humanity because of the evil they were engaged in? He did. Did God really tell Noah to build an ark, take the animals and his family and shut them inside the ark and caused it to rain for a long period of time and flood the earth. Yes, yes, he did. Did God tell Noah's family afterwards to go and multiply the population because there's all of, what, seven, eight, nine people, a whole lot of animals that are gonna, they're gonna do their part to repopulate the animal world. Yes, he did. And here's the thing about the stories that we're reading. God 
is speaking directly himself to the men and women in the stories. There is no middleman. This is direct relationship between God himself that spoke to Adam and Eve, that spoke to Noah and gave him precise, distinct instructions on the dimensions of the ark and what he is to do. And we noticed that was a process, right? There was not everything at once. It was do this and then a time elapsed and then do this and then take the animals and then I'm going to shut the door and then the earth floods and then check the water to see if it had receded. It hadn't. And then check it again. It was a process. Step by step, listen, obey. Listen, obey. Then we get to the covenant that God makes with Noah after the flood. And then we have Noah and his sons post-flood. And we have directions from God of a process. We go through some lineage again because it is important to learn how we got to where we are, the steps that took place. And again, everything is building into a greater story. Okay, which leads us to this little tiny story tucked away in today's reading called the Tower of Babel. Have you ever heard the phrase, oh, they're just babbling? Well, now you know. So hearing the story for the first time, there could be a little confusion. I, I totally see that. Let me interject right here. There is no government. There is, there's no regions or cities or providences set up. This is God speaking to people and people coming into existence and creating these territories languages and clans that will later become something but right now it is as raw and rugged as you could not ever even imagine so the people of babel get together and realize that they spoke the same language where they can understand one another this means other languages were being spoken. People didn't understand each other. So we find a group of people have formed and they have an idea. They're going to build a tower to the heavens. And they even have the materials to do so. And so they set out and they build this great city with a tower to reach to the sky. And then here it comes. We hear their intention. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down, looked at the tower that the people were building, and he said, look, the people are united. They speak the same language. They understand each other. And whatever they set out to do, nothing will be impossible. Let's go down and confuse the people with a different language. Did God really send down confusion? 
so that people would not be able to understand one another. Yep, he did. If we think about this story in terms of the story we just came off of, Noah and the flood, the main difference, first and foremost, God instructed Noah. The people were not instructed by God. Secondly, it's important to understand that God just completely wiped out round one of humanity prior to the flood because of the evil that people had already been engaged in. Now, the confusion can come to think, but is it unity the key? Aren't we as the body of Christ to pray for unity and be united? And I would think the answer to that is yes, but I think sometimes where we miss it is to think that our language must match up. Our thinking must match up. We must be on the same political path. We must have our doctrine and our theology completely in sync. And then we can come together of different nationalities and join hands and pray and sing in unity. But man, how boring would it be if we were all the same? The key to unity is recognizing our differences and still coming together. So can we pinpoint the thing that caused God to ixnay the Babylay project day? <laughs> I don't know. I, we can sit with it. We can ask him. But what we do know is that their intent was clearly stated, was for them to become famous all over the world and to not be scattered, but that they could stay in their comfort zone of sameness. So, tiny story, really big, important point to not miss today. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for the treasure that it is, knowing that sometimes treasure has to be dug for and found. And sometimes treasure comes from looking for something completely different. And we find these little unexpected diamonds, these unexpected little treasures that are invaluable to us in life. And as we are just barely getting started, scratching away at the surface of getting to know you, almighty God, thank you of how you're already showing yourself to us. May we take this moment today and examine the intentions of the things that we are doing, that we are accomplishing. Are they for your glory? Have you invited us into? Are we trying to make a name for ourselves and be known, or are we making your name known in all of the earth. We thank you for this time and for this day. We pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Couple of quick announcements today. Daily Audio Bible. If you're new and you want to know more, 
check it out. That's the website. Take a look around. The app is free. And let me just tell you, uh, lots of new people here this year, today. Uh, so much that uh, it crashed. <laughs> it crashed the app for just a quick minute. So we, we do ask for your grace. We prepare for these things and sometimes they even go beyond our preparation. So the app uh, was blown for a bit, but it is it's back. Baby, we're back. And just some grace, extra grace there as uh, we welcome and, and make room. Like, let's scooch on over and pull out a stick of gum and get it ready for the new people that are coming because who doesn't love and probably need a stick of gum. The point is, uh, let's welcome them. Let's make room and let's uh, let's understand first and foremost why things are happening and then apply grace. Okay, let's talk prayer. If you have a prayer request, if you would like to call and pray for someone that had a prayer request that you heard on the line, here are your instructions. If you're calling on your mobile phone, people still do that, I'm told. 800-583-2164. That is our very own line for Chronological. If you're utilizing the app, at the top right, there's this beautiful little red circle button. You'll push that. You'll hear my daughter, China make a beautiful announcement of instruction. And then you'll have two minutes on the prayer line to state your prayer or your prayer request. And now many of you, if you're a first timer, uh, you're gonna ramble on because of nerves. <laughs> and then the beep's gonna come and you're gonna go, oh shoot, I missed, the, I missed it. And you might do it a few times until you get comfortable, especially if you're not used to hearing your own voice. Okay, red circle button, two minutes, at the end, push submit and then turn that little dial on your phone over to chronological. That will get to the right place. We do ask that you utilize that line for prayer and encouragement through prayer. If you're wanting to reach out for a connection, we ask that you use social media platforms in that regard. And I will tell you about those tomorrow that's gonna do it for me today we're gonna turn the page together tomorrow and we're gonna start a brand new book of the bible we're gonna take a little step away a little pause on the book of genesis and we will head into job tomorrow and it's a really important book and very relatable book for some of us so that's it for us today day three you made it I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Until then, love one another. Hi, uh, DABC. This is Scott Child. Um, I just listened to the um, December 29th recording, um, and I'm just calling in to pray for Darian from Texas, um, who called in uh, requesting for prayer for his wife, um, who is from Vietnamese or Vietnam. Um, so I'm just going to call it and pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for 
uh, Darian and his wife. Um, thank you for his family. Um, Lord, your word says that um, it is your desire that all will come to repentance. Lord, I pray for his wife um, that uh, she would continue, uh, that she would seek after you, um, that you will touch her heart and remove the heart of stone, give her the heart of flesh, um, and that she would seek after you and seek after your will. I pray for um, his mother-in-law um, to, um, I pray the Holy Spirit that you will touch her heart as well and that she would um, release his wife um, to uh, to seek after you only Jesus um, because you are the only way and truth and the light and I pray for his mother-in-law to also uh, turn her heart to you thank you father um, I pray in Jesus name amen hi this is Chastity from Kansas I just wanted to call and um, say to Whitney you really encouraged me with your message um, that played on December 30th um, that's when I'm recording this so I know it'll probably be in the new year when it plays um, but just when you said that God has been too faithful um, to not believe in Him or something along those lines, that's just what kind of stuck out in my heart was God has been too faithful to not believe in Him, to not trust Him. And I just, I want to encourage you that He is with you always. And I know that you are doing the best you can and you are doing an amazing job. And it's so hard to walk through that grief of losing your parents. I'm so sorry. I pray for you and your family often. I just want to tell you I love you. And I really hope that you're going to have an amazing 2023, you and your family. And I pray blessings upon you guys. I pray that over everybody in this community and everyone that you guys come into contact with. I pray for blessings upon each and every one of you. I love you all so much. This community has been such an amazing encouragement to me over the past year. And I'm so thankful that I'm being able to be a part of it. God bless all of you. Happy New Year, everyone. It's almost New Year's. It is New Year's Eve Eve. This is Leanne from Michigan calling. And I was so encouraged, Whitney, um, by your call in, um, your honesty, your um, sharing that the pain's still there, but also your encouragement, how it blessed my heart. I just wanted to say how much I love um, DABC and DAB, Brian, Jill, China, all of the support staff. And um, this is going to be my fourth year and I can't imagine not listening every day. It has challenged me, encouraged me, and sometimes broken my heart by some of the prayer requests. But I love you all and I'm so thankful so be encouraged, friends. We're all on this journey together and we're all choosing Jesus and to follow him. Help us to put that into action. And as Jill always says, love one another. I love you all. Happy New Year. Hi, DABC family. Um, I just wanted to share with you exciting news. This is Tiffany from New York. Um, Praise report that baby Elijah was born on Christmas Eve early in the morning in a very fast five-hour labor, um, and he is perfectly healthy. Um, so I just praise God for that. Um, so I also am just asking for prayer that um, God would give me and my husband um, 
all that we have need of to love one another well and love our son well in this new season of learning and growing together as a family and for my own physical healing um, and recovery uh, from birth. Thank you so much, everybody, and Happy New Year.